Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 123. One, two, three. Uh, I started singing the Jackson 5 song in my head, no joke. Um, it's Friday. I almost, man, I'm all out of sorts. I was going to say December. It's definitely not December. Not yet. It is October 28th. Welcome. I'm very excited that you're here. Also, I wanted to really quick touch back on the dream live dream interpretation that we are going to be having on November 2nd. So um, I'm going to walk you through how to change the sending us criteria a little bit different. So it still is contact ElijahFire.com. If you're having issues actually sending your video to us, you can try D- Dropbox, iCloud, or Google Drive. Dropbox is free, you guys, and it functions as like full. If you don't know what it is, most of you do. It's like a folder system that you can upload into kind of a cloud, and you can just send that to us. Um, or you can send it to us through Facebook Messenger. You can send it to Elijah Fire. Uh, you may need to do it in like one minute video chunks. Uh, or you can just do it in one one minute chunk and not do two minutes if you don't want to. Uh, but the limit is one to two minutes just because we're going to be getting a high volume of these. So um, there, that it's just easier. Sorry, no text, just time-wise. It's going to be quicker for me to just watch these videos than read them. Uh, in addition to all my other duties during the day, because yes, it will be me. It will be yours truly who is watching these videos and selecting them. If you're selected, you'll be invited onto Elijah Fire to have your dream interpreted live by Cindy McGill, which is great. I get to kind of meet you in person. Don't be shy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Trust me. Uh, You know, it's going to be a great time. So you don't need to be nervous. I know that doesn't really help people, but you don't need to be nervous. Deadline for submissions is this Sunday, 1030 and you will be contacted with a stream link and all the details pertaining to that no later than the day of the show. So if it comes to the morning of on November 2nd on this upcoming Wednesday and you're like, I still haven't heard from Jeff, be patient. If, if you've been selected, you will hear from me. So we've already got some great submissions. I can't wait to hear Cindy interpret those dreams. Uh, some of you, I know they've been weighing really heavy on you. So this is a great opportunity if you guys have been sitting there with a dream. Maybe it's a recurring dream. Maybe it's a dream you had when you were five and you still you still remember it. Um, this is going to be a perfect opportunity. So submit those in, you guys. Submit those videos. I can't wait to see more of you guys submitting. And like I said, the, the deadline is uh, this Sunday, or basically by Monday morning. Um, so there we go. And go. Speaking of and go, I'm ready to start this interview. Uh, this guest, she's great. I met her at the Reawaken America event here in Salem, Oregon. She's an undercover journalist. She is a gifted speaker. She's also an ordained minister. She's also the founder of Gathering Bride Ministries. Let's give it up for my guest today, Anna Kate. Hey, Anna Kate. Hey. Let's fix this. Boom. There we go. We got it. What's going on, guys? God hey. bless you. It's so funny because I think we started was it episode one of we were. I was your first guest when you were live. I think. Yeah, it was the first live. Yeah. So I think now, it was like, I can't remember what number that was. It was like 60 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, one, two, three. Well, here we go. God is on the move. So amen. amen. Very amen. So very backstage, good. we were, um, you have that picture. It's like a famous Jesus portrait 
by Akiana, I think was her is her name. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd asked you, I'm like, have you ever seen Jesus? So I'd love for you to tell that story because it's cool. Yeah, I actually have had a vision of Jesus in a dream. And I love that you're doing dream interpretation. It's so much fun. God yeah. is so good to, to explain what dreams are. Mm -hmm. But really, yeah, I had um I had an amazing dream um about someone I was gonna meet, a pastor I was gonna meet and his wife a year before I met him. It was one of the most amazing dreams I ever had, Jeff. It was the glory of the Lord was all over the dream. Actually, when I walked into the dream, um, I saw some friends of mine and the Lord was showing what, some of the things they were battling and some of the things they worried about, one of them being you know, a girlfriend of mine, financial issues. And I walked through and it was a bunch of white tables and white chairs, like those plastic tables and chairs. Uh -huh. And I walked through and it was a Latino congregation. And I thought, okay, so this is a church service. And I see the pastor sitting on a chair preaching and i knew instantly he has some health problems um and he has you know white hair a white beard um, looks like santa claus a bit <laughs> and um but i can tell very studious very well studied and he was preaching and as i'm walking to my seat i have an open vision in the dream of jesus wow. and i see just about like about five foot by five foot right in front of me uh, Jesus. And he's just, it was a very stoic image. It wasn't even a, like, he wasn't moving. He was just looking at me and he had his two arms right on this white throne. Um, and he was just staring and I melted as I was looking at him. And cause I was thinking in the dream, Oh my goodness, I'm looking at Jesus. Oh my goodness. I've always wanted to see Jesus. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. You know? So I, I, I fell to the ground and the vision went away and I thought, I can't even stand up. I'm not going to stand or sit in this chair. I'm just going to watch the service from the floor. Yeah. And I thought this is holy ground. And yeah. so I sat and watched the service. And and it's amazing because a year later, I went with a friend of mine who's a dream interpreter in Texas. And we go to the church service. He wanted to introduce me to the pastor there and his wife. And so we walk in and I, I was like, hey this is exactly the man that I saw in my dream That's a so year crazy. ago to the T his, his white beard, his white hair. Mm -hmm. he, sure enough, he has some health issues. He's got a Latino congregation in Texas. God is so good. But um, yeah, that was the only time I saw Jesus was actually in a dream. Wow. And yeah. do you, uh, in terms of how he looked in comparison to that portrait, how, were you able to make out his features enough to be able to say, yeah, that's actually a pretty decent rendition of how he looks or, or interpretation mm -hmm. of how he looks? You know what? It's really interesting, that question, because um, I, I know many people who have seen Jesus at, literally in the flesh and in visions and, and in dreams as well. And they've and he's looked exactly like the Akiana picture. Uh -huh. Exactly. Interestingly enough, in my dream, it was a picture of Jesus. I mean, my mom, um, you know, she's Russian Orthodox. And so, mm -hmm. she, you know, they have the icons and all that. I don't really believe in that, you know, they yeah. worship him in spirit. But uh -huh. one of the icons she has looked like him. So it was a little bit more, uh, it was different looking in the dream. But again, it was just an image. Sure. Um, you know what I mean? But but many people that I've spoken to have seen Jesus in this in this picture behind me um, look exactly the same. So I was a little, I was, I thought about that too. I was like, huh, why didn't he look like, you know, the Jesus, like the Akiana drew? But it was, I just knew it was Jesus anyway. Right. And, you just knew. Okay. Yeah. It I didn't matter knew. what, it didn't really matter what he looked like. You knew. Exactly. So it's interesting because um, some people on the show tease me because I have had two pretty profound encounters with the Lord, but yeah. they're always, he's always slightly obscured. And 
I, the Lord knows that I call it hashtag no spoilers. Like I, <laughs> I, as weird as it sounds, Anna, I don't That's want to, I do not want to fully see him until mm -hmm. I'm there in heaven. Um, after I, I go on to go on in glory. Um, and so as a result, God has still had these powerful encounters with me in very close proximity, but he's always slightly obscured or I can only see part of him. Mm. I was having these really powerful um, encounters with him. So it's kind of funny, like how, honestly, if God wanted to reveal himself to me completely, I'm not going <laughs> to, he's infinite. It's not like I'm going to be like, oh, it's ruined. You no, know? he's going to honor you. But, but it's just kind of fun thing I have with the Lord more than yeah. anything. But you so. know what, he, Jeff, he's going to honor your heart. So if your uh -huh. heart is, I want to see you in, in full glory in heaven then he's going to honor that for you. And he, he mm. will be obscured for yeah. me. I'm like, Lord, I would love to see. I know yeah. blessed are those who don't see, but yet still believe. Uh -huh. um, I, I, there's nothing that's going to shake my faith because I know he's real. You know, I've had multiple encounters with the Holy ghost and I know he's real. And so, um, right. yeah, but he's going to honor that. So I'm like, Lord, yeah. I'd love to see you now. You know, uh -huh. I'd love to. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, I think too, even with like heaven, I'm cool with, I mean, cause I, there was actually something that happened last December and I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, Krista Elisha, who's on the show. And she had prophesied over me and she said, you're going to have a really powerful encounter with the Lord before the end of the year by your birthday. And my birthday is oh. December 31st. And so I'd gone up to my mother-in-law's. Uh, we usually go up there kind of like the week before Christmas and just be cozy and have festivities and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so I'd gone to take a, a midday nap, which is, legit um especially when you're like you're you have time off and you're just kicking it it's perfect and so i'd gone to lay down and the second my hit the pillow i was in heaven and it took me a second wow to realize that i was in heaven because i was like what in the world is this like it was so vivid like i was like as real as this um mm. and i can feel i can still feel what it felt like being there and mm. And so then I had seen the Lord from afar. He floated down to me like Superman because he knows I love Superman. And I was like, dude, nice. And then like, I was like, that's Jesus. And I had this moment, it took a second because I was like that I'm seeing Jesus, but I saw him far enough away that I couldn't quite make out his features. Mm. And then I got enamored by the floor, uh, which I have chron chronicled on here a couple of times, but Amazing. the floor had so much depth. I don't know if you, have you ever seen any like glimpses of heaven? I have not. No, but it is a desire. And it's been prophesied that I will visit the Lord. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. The thing that blew me away though, was that at first glance, it was like, everything was a, a reflection of God's glory. So mm. the floor, I got so sucked into the floor because God knows I love <laughs> details. And, um, and I was looking at the floor and it was like gold. Yeah. And then I looked closer and it was like, uh, like interwoven gold, like, Ooh, like almost like uh, two different types of gold, sort of like a Damascus steel. If you've ever seen what Damascus steel looks like, where it's like two interwoven pieces of, of metal kind of, yeah, it's hard to explain. But then I looked closer and I saw it was moving like interweaving, like, and then I looked closer and I actually saw that it had depth to it. Like almost mm -hmm. like if you're looking at thick ice and you can see the depth in the ice, it looked almost like that, but I was looking into gold. And then I saw that it was like gold flecks were inside there. And then I looked closer and it was like the gold flecks were dancing and they were alive and they wow. were, and then that was a moment where I looked and it just kept going and going and going where everything had this, this mm. infinite depth to it. And 
Um, and then I looked up and I realized that everything in this giant hall that I was in was alive. And I yelled, everything is alive. And then all of a sudden I was back in my mother-in-law. So I was like, no, no, I want to see more. So yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So. Praise God. I mean, he's so good to us to, to ha- let us have these experiences and glimpses of glory mm-hmm. with him. You know, it's interesting you talk about the golden thread, because actually in the dream that I shared in the beginning of this interview was um, in the dream with the pastor that I met um, before I took my seat, actually, before I had the vision of Jesus in the dream, I was actually walking around and I was fascinated because there was two lines of people. And I saw these two massive angels. They didn't have wings on them, but they were they were dressed in a golden robe. Ooh. And there was two lines and people who were very quiet. They walked up and they grabbed a liver, a kidney. They grabbed a heart. You know, they were just grabbing these 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 miracles. Didn't say a word to the angels. They were kind of just head down, you know, and taking turns. And I walked over and I'm looking at the angels clothes. I was so fascinated by the gold uh-huh. fabric that they had. And I remember looking at it so closely thinking, I have never seen a fabric like this on earth. It was a one golden thread. And it was like interwoven, like you were talking about in heaven in the dream. This is the coolest thing. When you said that, I I forgot about this part of the dream. This one golden thread. And it was like super thick fabric. Imagine if it was kind of like spongy. And so this golden thread is kind of like this. And it's it's just interwoven together. And it was so interesting it was like so futuristic i remember thinking wow that'd be a cool movie you know have this mm-hmm. kind of fabric and i'm looking and i'm like i've never seen a fabric like this before and probably the lord is like anna seriously that's what you're gonna stare at and, you know? right. but then i and then i looked and it was you know just the, the angel wasn't even looking at me he was just just giving the, the parts of the people and i backed up and i thought wow so and it was cool. a massive being it was like eight or nine feet i mean it was so oh, wow. tall with this golden robe and it was a golden robe like with the robe was kind of covering the face like this and it, it went all the way covered the arms covered the legs interestingly enough when i had a dream about hell and the lord took me to hell in a dream when i asked him if it was real i just got saved and um which is an incre- incredible dream in itself you know i'm going to make you tell it you know okay. i'm going to make you but continue your yeah 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 well yeah. the demons there were three demons in the dream and they were wearing a black robe and it wasn't pretty it was ugly it was black it, it covered the face a little bit, but I still in the in the dream it was. If you, I'll tell the dream now. If I'll just share yeah. it it's on my YouTube as well. I kind of I'll just say quick here. I'm happy to do it here too. But it was actually a frightening dream because what happened was I just got saved. I was still in a relationship in the world. I didn't have any Christian friends, although I had a feeling okay, I'm not supposed to really have a boyfriend. It was still like you know. I don't know. I just, it wasn't jiving in my brain. I was like, mm-hmm. how is this going to happen? Wait till marriage. This is crazy. So, um, <laughs> so I asked the Lord and I had one, I actually had two Christian friends. One started telling me, this is not right. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to have a boyfriend. You know, it's okay to have a boyfriend. You just can't, you know, you can't, you got to get married. I said, okay. yeah, you can't diddle. <laughs> you can't fornicate. It's a sin. Yeah. You can't do that. And I was like, okay. Right. And then I had another Christian friend who I was friends with longer. And when I got saved, I asked her, I said, am I supposed to break up with my boyfriend? And she goes, oh, no, the Bible's outdated. Mm. Ooh, mm. dangerous. Yeah. Extremely wrong. Yeah. So for six months, I was deceived. And, and when I spent time with him, even just as, I was so convicted. And I finally was, you know, eventually I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, which one is it? 
is it a sin or is it not a sin? I have a Christian friend telling me it's a sin. I have another Christian friend telling me it's not a sin. Which one is it? Boom. That night, I had the most terrifying dream of my life. And uh, it was a very short dream. It was about probably five, 10 minutes. But I remember every single moment in this dream. All of a sudden, close my eyes. I'm in the stream and I'm standing. It's pitch black, but I know where I am. I know exactly where I am. And in front of me, there are these three demons wearing these, these black robes. Their face was almost black, was black, but I can make out the features in the dream. I remembered what they looked like and it was extremely scary. I remember being, I was shaking with fear. I mean, you can smell the fear. I I was Mm -hmm. so petrified because I knew exactly where I was and I, I didn't understand why I was there. And I rem- they were laughing and they hated me. And I remember when I woke up, I-, I forgot what they looked like. And I'm glad I did forget because I was so traumatized in the dream from what they look like. Wow. Anyway, here I am standing in front of them and they're holding in their hands. All three of them are holding this big zoomed out bar necklace. If anyone has ever seen, women know exactly probably what I'm talking about. Men, is, if you've seen it, it's like this little bar, golden bar necklace that women wear. And, you know, there's a nice little golden chain in the dream. It was zoomed out. It was, it was like probably three feet wide, you know, wide and, and, you know, a a foot thick or whatever in height. It was massive and interesting how the Lord talks in some things that you, you may be familiar with because my sister actually makes this kind of jewelry. So I was like, Oh, golden bar necklace. Okay. What about it? So they were holding, each one was holding one in their hand and the first one in the middle put this necklace on my neck. And at first I thought, oh, cool. And as soon as it hit my neck, it was so heavy. It weighed me down. Hmm. Jeff, it hit me instantly that somehow these demons are tricking me to put sin on my neck. And one sin is so heavy. And that was just represented with one sin. One sin. Wow. And I remember on the bar, it didn't say, because my sister would engrave on, mm-hmm. on necklaces and, and there's nothing engraved, but I knew it would represent its sin. And it was tricking me. And, and my neck weighed down so heavy. And it's in the Bible. It's all over the word of God. Um, you can look at you know, David in, in Proverbs 3, 3 and 3, 7 talks about my neck is laden with sin. I can't pick my head up. That was exactly the dream. Mm. One sin, my head went probably halfway. Like, and I remember thinking I'm like a cartoon character right now, you know, where like Mm -hmm. you're standing like this, but your head is, I just Mm -hmm. didn't even know how I bent that way. The second one on the left side, put another one on me and my neck, my face was literally touching the ground. My cheek was touching the ground and I knew where they were taking me to. I knew that one more and I'm going to hell. Like I I was so, and I started screaming, Jesus, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I'm sorry. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I mean, literally second Timothy chapter three talks about this too. Uh, it talks about men coming in and captivating weak women weighed Mm. down with sins. This Mm. is the NASV version. Second Timothy chapter three, here I am. My neck is being weighed down with sins and I don't even know what it is. I wake up out of that dream. Jeff, I'm in a full body sweat. Wow. I know I, by the grace of God, I really don't sweat. My whole t-shirt is, is wet. My, my pants, my, my pajama pants, I am sweating wet. I wake up and I, I, I turn the lights on and I'm 
totally traumatized. I said, Lord, what sin is this? What sin is this? I'm so sorry. What sin is the devil tricking me with? Lord, I repent. Whatever it is, I repent. I don't want it. And I heard it so clear in my spirit. Fornication. Whoo. Yeah. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Knew the answer to the question. I said, yeah. "Okay, we're gonna wait for marriage." Hallelujah! And I'm waiting. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah, the Lord, only by His grace. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You, That's crazy. So, do you uh, have you always been a dreamer, uh, even before you knew the Lord? Yeah, actually, I was. I, I was always a dreamer, and interestingly enough, I had a reoccurring dream my entire life until I got saved. I realized a year into being saved that it's I've never had it again. And the dream, which the Lord is so good to show you, although it was a nightmare, um, I had a constant reoccurring dream where I was running through a dark alley. There was a man trying to kill me. I'm okay. sure you guys have all had that uh, that sure. dream as well. But it was almost every single night. There were times where a month would go by, I didn't have it. But it was almost every single night. I kid you not, for my for most of my adulthood, um, remembering this dream. And it's when I got saved, sure enough, you know, John 10, 10, that, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. But the Lord comes to give you life and life more abundantly. And I realized, wow, I haven't had that dream in a long time. And I thought, oh, what? that's right, because I'm saved. And the Lord showed uh -huh. me. The enemy was, in fact, trying to kill me, trying to destroy me. I mean, my whole entire life, the Lord has saved me. I was thinking about it today, actually talking to a friend. I can count how many times, and, and I'm sure in heaven I'll find out the other times, where God has completely, completely saved my life. So many times I should not have been here sitting where I am right now. I should Amen. have been six feet under, and I would have been Amen. actually a lot deeper than that. I would have been in hell, and I'm so grateful that the Lord has all given us so many chances, and we'll find out one day how many times you saved our life. So yeah. praise God. But yeah, I've always yeah. had dreams, but, but obviously more so with the Lord now and more vividly. And I write every dream down, yeah. right? Yes. Even if you guys wake up and you hear a phrase, write it down. There's a meaning, there's a significance. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I had a dream a few months ago, a dream where um, I don't know. And I'll say this real, real quick. It's an interesting dream. Cause when I woke up, I heard the Lord say silence of the lambs. Okay. And, and in this dream, I was basically with a bunch of people. I, I didn't know who they were, but I knew they were patriot conservatives. I knew they were Christians. We we're in this house and there were people trying to come in. And I remember looking through the, um, you know, the, the, the pee hole in the door and looking and I saw this woman trying to come in and these other people around her trying to come in. And I knew their spirit was like a stalking hatred murder spirit. Okay. They find their way to weasel in and, and, and get to us. But there was such a peace and a glory in the house. And I knew I was safe where I was. And I woke up and I woke up and I heard it really clear. I heard the Lord say silence of the lambs. And okay. if you guys know the, the movie, that was the first thing that came to mind was the movie. I've never seen the movie movie before. I never watched. It's pretty gnarly. Movie. Don't watch it. I've heard and I don't yeah. recommend anyone watch it, no. but I'm just telling you this is what the Lord said. And I started thinking about it and it makes sense. Again, I've never watched the movie, so I don't know if it's a scene in the movie. I don't know. I actually had a friend come up and, and interpret it for me. And he said, well, you know, it's it, it, interestingly enough, I had another two dreams with FBI agents in there following okay. and stalking and all that. And in the movie, apparently the main character, she's an FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of weaves in together. But what the Lord, I asked the Lord, what, what do you mean about the sounds of the lambs? And it, it was like, I said, Lord, you're the lamb. You're the, you're the lamb. You know, they, 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 they try to silence you, but you've been victorious. But then I, I just had revelation where he is the sacrifice lamb of God, but in his eyes, we're his lambs. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're his children, right? Yeah, He's yeah. the shepherd, we're the sheep. So I, I never thought of that. I never realized, oh yeah, we're, we are his little lambs. And the it was just, um, it's just a warning how they're really coming to silence his lambs. Um, you know, whether it be forever or whether it be, you know, on social media. And sure enough, we're seeing this. I mean, then everyone got raided and 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 silenced and it's continuing the the what they've been doing for years now just on, on a bigger scale where it's really a lot of intimidation a lot of hatred a lot of stalking and it's but you know again we're we're in a house of glory we're in a house of peace we're under his wings we're under the under under the shelter of the almighty so all is well right isaiah 310 tell my righteous that all is well so hallelujah but it's just god is good to warn us so that was interesting yeah. dream I had recently yeah and also too i mean i would imagine you knew about the movie the silence of the lambs right yes, yeah so sometimes i feel like god will do that to get your attention because yes. it's like you knew you, you knew the name so you wouldn't forget it mm-hmm. um and then you like silence of the lambs why is that you know so yeah. And then, and, and, you know, sometimes the Lord has told me to watch a certain movie. Uh, I remember, I, I don't even really, wa- I don't watch Disney movies, but the, I remember there was a, the Lord told me to watch the Mulan live animated Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And throughout the whole movie, he was speaking. It was, it's yeah. so metaphorical to what's going on in the world and the Holy ghost and his people and the devil's people. But I didn't, you know, I, he didn't tell me to watch the movie and I was glad I did it. And I, I'm just like, I don't want to watch that. But he, yeah. it was just, it, but I asked friends that did watch it. Hey, does this sound familiar? Is this a scene in the movie? And, and you know, he, my friend, a dream interpreted, he's like, no, it has, it's, it's just the FBI connection is what's part of it. And the other dreams were about FBI agents, you know, stalking me and coming and yeah. sitting. Listen, everyone on the reawakening tour speaking are being looked at. You know, anyone yeah. that's politically active is being looked at. I'm not scared of them. I, go yeah. ahead. You know what I mean? But uh, uh-huh. you, you you come up to me and say, hi, I'll talk to you about the Holy Ghost and, and Jesus. So Amen. Um, anyways, all is Amen. well. Yeah. yeah. So about um, uh, I want to get to the undercover investigations thing because I've we've always kind of mentioned them in passing, but I'd like to hear a little bit more. But before that, we did title the episode, this is what heaven is like or feels yes. like. And so I want to hit your encounter on the wailing wall, which you shared, I think mm-hmm. once before on your first episode, but I want to hit it again. So why don't you yeah. chronicle that? Cause it's a really cool story. It is. Well, okay. Well, back in 2015, I was still an atheist. I just filmed the show, the CBS show survivor. I filmed it out there in Cambodia, got back home 2015 and one morning I woke up, the Lord completely cleansed me of my addiction to poker because I was a poker player, professional right. poker player, con- con- completely cleansed my addiction to survivor. It was, they're both strongholds in my life. And, and I just had a passion for politics, went down the rabbit hole, realized I'm a conservative, realized what's going on in the world. Okay. And then, um, I had a, you know, f- a bunch of friends, we ended up, um, actually, uh, recounting the story of what happened when I, when I was 18 years old. And one of them was, um, a gentleman from, from another television show. And he told me, he said, you've been wondering if God is real. And I, sure enough, I, I, uh, two weeks before I, when I went down the rabbit hole and I realized there's Satanist out there, I realized, hold on a second. If Satan is real, that means that God is real. And so I just asked God, if you're real, show me you're real. I want to know you. Cause that means that heaven and hell is real. You know, I, I was a Christian growing up. I know that if he's real, you're real. And I want to know you. And I just asked that question. If you're real, show me, who are you? Are you Jesus? And two weeks later, um, again, the showman comes up and I don't know him. And he said, you know, you've been wondering if God is real and you had an encounter with the Holy spirit. I said, no, I did not <laughs> He goes, uh, yes, we did. 
And I argued with him. I said, no, I, I did not. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I never felt the Holy. I don't know what you're talking about. He was like, Anna, you had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. So God is telling me. So we think. And I thought about it. I said, oh, well, something interesting happened to me when I was 18 years old in Jerusalem at the Wailing Wall. He said, well, what happened? I said, well, it was the most amazing day of my life. It was absolutely, I mean, if you pinpoint any day of like the most amazing moments, of my, it was that day by far. Um, and, and what happened was I was 18 years old. I was with a bunch of friends. We're at the Western Wall. I was actually standing there, Jeff. If you remember, I was blaspheming God, not the Holy Spirit, but God thing. You know, I was, I was telling my friend out loud. I said, look at these idiots praying to a God who doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine I even said that, but I was an 18 year old prideful atheist. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing at the wall and I say that. And the moment that last word rolled off my tongue, I felt, I didn't see it, but I felt it was like the heavens opened and this spirit filled me up. I remember coming down and filling up my, my arm, my arms, my legs. I remember looking at my hands and I felt the most amazing emotions. I could pinpoint every emotion. It, I could pinpoint happiness, wow. joy, euphoria. I could pinpoint, it was like holy pleasure being one with God, right? You know, you know how marriage is, it, the covenant of marriage, it's, it's indicative and it's a metaphor to uh-huh. the marriage of the lamb and his bride. Perfect. Being one with the Holy Spirit, being one with God, there was it was such a euphoria. It's like it's just it's hard. It, you can't explain in words how amazing mm-hmm. it is. And I was standing there and I was thinking, wow, wow. I I remember thinking, I have no suffering here. This is absolutely the most magnificent feeling ever. And I could and I knew I was so loved. It was like oozing, overflowing, and flowing out of me was this love. It was this love. I felt fully understood fully satisfied. I remember thinking those words. This is this is what satisfaction feels like. Mm. And this is the, this is what spirits long for. You know, the world lies to us, the devil lies to us and says if you become rich and famous or money, all that, you're going to have you're going to be happy. That's right. Yeah. You're going to be fully satisfied. You have a wife and kids, <laughs> you'll be satisfied. You got riches, you got houses, you got boats, you'll be satisfied. Mm. Uh-uh. It's such a lie from the enemy because Man, it was the Holy Spirit. I was so 120 million percent satisfied. I remember thinking up is home. I knew it without a shadow of a doubt. Interesting. I I knew up is home and I knew up is what I was created for. Now, you guys, I didn't hear God. I didn't didn't think God. I didn't I didn't hear a voice say, I'm God or, you know, I am that I am. Right. I just knew. It's a download. It's a straight download of just knowing. Knowing. I yeah. knew that I knew that I knew that up is home. Yeah. I knew that this world was temporary. Now, again, I didn't think Jesus, I didn't hear Jesus, but this is what I heard really clear. I heard two things. This is what heaven feels like 24 seven. Heard it clear as day. And, it, and I can, Oh, I feel his presence now. It was mm-hmm. so awesome. Jeff, I remember thinking I could stand there 1 billion years. I could stand there all eternity. It was like, I was fully known, fully satisfied, fully loved. I remember thinking, I love my mom and my dad, but this is love. This is true yeah. love. I could have stood there. I didn't realize I was standing in his glory. You know, I, I felt just, it was so awesome. And for some reason, I always say this, like times, every emotion, joy, peace, happiness, exhilaration, you know, pleasure, and, mm-hmm. and just being loved times it by 10,000. 
Like every wow. emotion, I was remember thinking times every emotion by ten. It's like it's like unbelievable. Like joy. Imagine joy times ten. I mean, you can't even put it. It's like it's hard to explain in words. It was so awesome. But this is the second thing that I heard, Jeff, really clear. This is why the devil created drugs to mimic this. Interesting. Huh. And that revelation was super interesting. I said, this is why the devil created drugs to mimic this. And I realized years, I don't really understand what that meant at the time. Years later, when I got saved, I understood. You know, in, in the Bible, it talks about that the Lord puts eternity in our hearts. And we, we it's like in Romans, it says to Apostle Paul said, Every, everyone knows that there is God. They just suppress the truth. Mm-hmm. because they love to live in their flesh and they love to live in sin. And, you know, the Bible says the Lord, the Lord has like an empty peace that only God can fill in our heart. So we're always longing for God. We're always looking and searching whether you're an atheist or not. And we're all wondering since we're little, who are we, where we come from? What's our purpose? That's us also longing for what's real. We know something is up. We know God is real somehow. And our spirits are longing and God and the, and the devil, I should say, he mimics everything that God does. He mimics that, 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 that unity with God, that, that awesomeness, mm-hmm. that pleasure, that like euphoria, knowing the Lord, he mimics it with drugs. And so you hear people talking about heroin. I've never tried it. Thank God, you know, thank you. Yeah, but you hear people saying, you know, you try heroin. It's like, oh, it's this amazing thing. And, but you're all, they always want more and more and it never satisfies. Yep. It never fulfills them. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember in that moment thinking, wow, this is so incredible. My heart's not racing. Like it was just, it was so pure and so holy, so pure and holy. And, and there was a hundred percent satisfaction. It was like 120% satisfaction. I felt fully satisfied. Like, this is it. This is what, Mm -hmm. this is what life is all about. I couldn't understand it. I didn't get it. I didn't understand that it was the Lord allowing me to experience heaven. I just, I got tricked by the devil for 10 years because I thought it's, you know, I asked the Jewish tour guide, I said, Hey, let me ask you a question. Me and my friend are feeling things. I mean, I started hearing angels singing. I had no idea there were angels. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, literally I can go on and on about that experience, but you know, the the Jewish tour guide told me, you know, you're hearing the Jews. You're, um, you know, 1948 with independence day, all the Jews came and ran and were rejoicing and you're feeling their energy kind of like a ghost. And I was, Uh, yeah, didn't really under, I didn't, it didn't really make any sense, but I believed it. And I was deceived. And 10 years later, I'm standing with this gentleman and I t- recanting the story. And he's looking at me and starts laughing, actually. He goes, you, you really don't get it? I go, no. He goes, you heard angels singing. And, and that was the Holy Spirit. Jesus is real. You know, he's mm-hmm. real. And I knew in the moment, in that moment, that God is real. I literally mm-hmm. dropped to my knees, repented. I said, Lord, forgive me. I'm the idiot. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> the idiot. I'm so sorry. And you know yeah. And I literally felt all the burdens, all the sin, all the depression, all the anxiety. I literally, I literally felt it lift off. Like, you know, that dream with the three demons where they're Uh putting sin on you and you don't realize why you're so hunched over, why you're so heavy. This is why the Lord says all those that are heavy laden, right? Way down with sins, um, way down with stress, way down with sin, you know, come to me. And I, I, you know, my yoke is light. My burden Mm -hmm. is easy. And with the Lord, it is light and easy and praise God. I literally felt it all lift off and changed Mm. my life. Wow. Yeah. In one of my encounters I had with the Lord, I, um, I, I get what you mean about that absolute like place of euphoria. And it was Mm -hmm. like, suddenly your purpose, you felt your purpose fulfilled, like, because you were with him. And I, that was one of my other encounters with Jesus. And 
as a guy, as a guy, you know, it's that whole thing of like being the bride of Christ, you know, you're like, all right, I'll roll with it, but yes. not fully understanding it. And in this moment, I understood mm. what it meant. And I was like, let me see if I can find it. I have the journal entry written uh, right here where I wrote it all down. Um, and I, I said, uh, he felt like a brother, but deeper, deeper than any worldly relationship to liken it to a mm. lover wouldn't do it justice either. Mm. Like, but that's the only way you can describe it. Like to me, it was like in that moment I got it. And I was like, it's so much deeper than like to say he's my lover is, is to do it a major disservice. Like that's the only closest Mm. Uh, representation here on earth that we can describe it as but in that moment I got it but it just words it's really hard to describe other than it's deeper than that um that's yeah. good yeah that's good and in that experience too that I had um and never been to heaven yet but if for the Lord to sh allow that open window of just experience or just for half an hour mm. 20 minutes whatever it was it was it, you're exactly right you know he's the lover of our soul and it was such a deep, deep, deep love and a deep knowing that we are fully understood in his eyes. You know, there's many times where in the world you walk around, even with family or friends, you'll feel misunderstood. I feel, oh, I always feel misunderstood. I'm like, mm -hmm. that's not what I meant. And they took it wrong or whatnot. Or yeah, it's, yeah. Well, some of it's my fault. But, you know, constantly being misunderstood by the world, even by the church and misunderstood by family and friends. And with him, there's your fully understood you're fully loved and it's such a you it's so hard to explain in words like you're saying it's so hard to describe like that wailing wall experience being one with him it, it's it, words can't describe how amazing it is to be really one with him hmm. and that's why jesus even prayed you know lord father i pray that they are that they abide in you as i abide in you to i be literally one was just you. reading that this morning Ooh. yeah 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 Praise God. And that's really Jesus's will. It's for us to be one with the father, one with the son, one with the Holy spirit. And there's just, there's nothing like it. And, and you're right. I mean, that's, I, I can just imagine your experience, how, you know, lover of your soul, best friend. This is something that a lot of men have, have mentioned to me and said, it's kind of weird being called bride of Christ. You know, I'm, I'm a man, I'm a dude, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, God is not looking at your genitalia. Yeah, you know? yeah it's different. Yeah. He loves your soul. Uh -huh. He loves your spirit. He loves yeah. who he created to you, to him. We're his, we're the apple of his eye. Psalm, you know, 17, we're the mm -hmm. apple of his eye, praise God. And so mm -hmm. um, God loves you in deep, deep, deep love. Yep. And if you just tap into just even the superficial layer of it, just a little bit, man, it's unbelievable. If you go deeper, you know, deep calls them to deep. You go deeper and you have those intimate moments and you can do it. You don't have to be at the wailing wall, by the way, to have my experience. Jeff was at home about, you know, going to bed. You can have the moment, that moment with the Lord, right where you're sitting right now in your living room. You can, in your bedroom, you know, in your secret prayer closet, you can have it at your mom's house, your mother-in-law's house. It doesn't matter. You know, you just say, Lord, I want to experience you that way as well. I want to have a deep, deep, deep revelation of you father here i am lord show me i want to i want to tangibly have an experience like anna did and like jeff did where i know without a shadow of a doubt how much you love me because yeah. a lot of people in this world even christians feel like they're not loved that's right where's yeah. god my my marriage is falling apart my kids are in the world you know i my job i lost my job where's god where is he if he loves me so much where is he and it's a it's a common question it's a common um, you know, misunderstanding of who he really is. And he's never left you or forsaken you that, you know, you might've lost your child 
in a car accident. That wasn't God. That was a devil. Hmm. And so um, it, you just ask the Lord. You know, the Bible says those who seek him will find him. You really seek him with your heart. You really spend intimate time with him. You turn off your phone, turn off the TV, turn off the radio. And you're sitting and say, you know, turn on some worship music, some instrumental music. Or just sit there in, in quiet. You know, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God, even in quietness. And just, you know, sometimes I just, I literally have nothing on. And I just say, Father, you're so awesome. You're so amazing. And I just, I just, I just worship him. I praise him. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And there's been moments I've had just saying that right there. I've, I've literally, I, in the spirit, I saw these golden flakes falling from heaven. It was like he was like throwing sprinkles or something. Like golden sprinkles. I don't know. He did it once to me and it was so cool. All of a sudden I laughed like I've never laughed before. I had this, this hysterical joy come out of my spirit. And I knew the father just wanted to make me laugh. Oh. It was like, I was just like, I love you. You're so amazing, Lord. You're so amazing, Father. <laughs> and he just went, oh, let me, let me, let me give you some joy. I want to make my yeah. dog laugh. And he just yeah. threw these little, and it was so amazing. So just in little intimate moments with him, you really could go deep if you allow yourself and you give yourself time with the Lord. Mm. All experience it. Yeah. Well, before we go on, Anna, let's just do that now. I I, I feel like God really just wants to uh, make contact with people um, mm. in a really, really a, a deeper way. So if you wouldn't mind just praying for people right now, just um, while we're in this moment. Mm. Well, we, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you love us with such a love, Lord God, that we have never even experienced it on earth. The closest may be, Lord, to maybe parents giving birth to their own children, Lord, or, or, or kids loving their fathers and mothers, Lord, but it is such a deep joy and love and satisfaction that you have over us, Father God. So we want to say first, thank you, Lord. Father, we love you because you first loved us. And so, Lord, I just pray for everyone. doesn't matter your age. doesn't matter if you're a young gentleman or, 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 or you know, the young of heart. Hallelujah. Lord, that you love them, Father. And I pray in the name of Jesus, you touch them right where they are right now. I just pray a blanket of shalom, a blanket of peace on you. And I just say Isaiah 310 over you that it says in the Bible, tell the righteous that all is well. So I just pray over you the blanket of Shalom because Jesus is the Prince of peace. So I thank you for the peace and knowing deep, deep down that how much God loves you and he wants to have an, an experience with you more than you do a lot more than you do. Amen. So father, I thank you that tonight, this evening, right now, wherever they're sitting, Lord, that they tangibly feel your presence, whether it be the fire of the living God or whether it be the love of God. I mean, there's so many layers to you, Father. We're going to spend all eternity learning more and more about you and experiencing you in so many ways, Father. There's no end to the depths of your love for us. So, Father, I just pray the love of the Father over everyone, the love of Jesus over everyone, Lord. I thank you that the Holy Spirit makes it tangible to them right now how much you love us father in the precious name of jesus mm. amen amen so even if you don't you're not feeling anything yet be expectant about even just this weekend i mean get yourself in a position yeah. to spend some time with the lord alone um even if it's 10 minutes even if all you got is five minutes and then you have to go wrangle kids again um god really want, wants to meet you guys meet mm -hmm. you guys yeah so um Anna, so you got saved uh, 
all of that. Mm -hmm. And then you got involved in undercover investigations. So how did that happen? Yeah. So I got saved in 2016, uh, 2016. Um, I endorsed candidate Trump. Uh, and that was interesting because I think I was the only person from reality television to do so. So there was a lot of media backlash and then I I just wanted to be more involved. I wanted to do something else. I thought, okay, endorsing Trump on Twitter and social media, it's not really much. It's very easy to do. Uh, even though it was, it was a hard thing to go through losing all my friends. Suicide for some people, you know, career suicide, not invited to any more poker events. Um, all my friends in poker, all my friends in survivor, they hated me cut me off. I'm on the blacklist and they're all talking smack. And it was very, it was, it wasn't easy. I mean, all of my friends. So, but God is good because he's replaced them with such amazing people who truly love God, who truly love me mm-hmm. and as a sister. And so I'm very grateful, but um, yeah, so I just, I just, um, when I got saved in 2016 for about a year and a half, the Lord had me, I call it like a cave with him for a year, a little over a year. I, I was just at home in Brooklyn, New York, and I was living on my savings and I was just reading the Bible. The Lord said, I want you to stay with me and, and know, get to know me. And so I was just at home reading and studying and watching probably about four to five sermons a day, different preachers, David Wilkerson, you know, prophets from Darson do, uh, um, you know, Lance wall now. I mean, so many different amazing uh, biblical scholars and, and people who teach the word and preach the word. And so I learned so much and I, I've had encounters with the, I've had dreams and visions during that time of, you know, fire and brimstone falling. I had, I had no concept of what that meant until I read, uh-huh. you know, revelation and, uh-huh. and Sodom and Gomorrah. I had no idea. So it was like the Lord was just, it was the Holy spirit was really teaching me and, and, and really, um, you know, giving me revelation as I was reading the word. And then eventually I found a church Times square church in New York. But finally, after a year and a half, I said, Lord, you know, I would really like to have a job. Because I mean, this is great spending time with you, but like, kind of like want to get out there again, you know, it's just, I don't have any friends and I, I want to do something. And, and it was just a desire of my heart. And I was invited to, um, to, to be a speaker at, at an event in California. I was the morning speaker. And then James O'Keefe from Project Veritas was the nighttime speaker. We have mutual friends. We ended up going out to dinner and he didn't say a word to me. He just kind of listened to me talk about communism in Russia and didn't say a word. Um, two days later, he gave me a call. Actually, a mutual friend called me and said, James would like to talk to you. I, I think he wants to hire you. I was like, sweet. So yeah. talked to him on the phone and he said, listen, you sound very articulate. I think you would do great undercover. And we're looking we're looking for some some new people. And so I jumped right in. I, you know, I went undercover in many Democratic campaigns, organizations, communist organizations. Um, one of my investigations got two communists fired from the Department of State with, with God's grace and, and, and his wow. help. Um, and you know, it's funny enough. I, I was never going to say anything. I, I was going to take that to my grave. I mean, only a few close friends know about the things, some of the things I did and went undercover. Um, and, um, by the way, we never investigated the FBI. There was a New York times hit piece that came out last summer oh, yeah. on me and James and a few others and alluded to the fact that we investigated the FBI. No, we did not. That's called <laughs> espionage. Yeah. And we did not do that. Yeah, it's um, obvious that there's this major beef with Project Veritas because people are scared. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. and it's 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 we're doing actually the New York Times job. We're doing journal, real journalism, going yeah. undercover, whether it be Republicans or Democrats, whatever it is. Uh, we were investigating the NFL actually as well for a lot of things that were going on in the NFL. I mean, it didn't matter. We were always investigating something, and. 
you know, so when the New York Times kind of blew the whistle on me going undercover, I was my cover. I was obviously was blown, couldn't work undercover anymore. And, uh-huh. you know, the hit piece was really hurtful because it was so salacious and so slanderous calling me a honeypot with the other one. And I was reading the article and I was like, oh, my gosh, this this woman sounds dreadful, you know, and I'm like, wait a second. That's about me. You know? Oh, you're like, what? Wait, that's be that's not even true. You know, yeah. a lot of when I was undercover, a lot of the meetings, I didn't even wear deodorant. I didn't have any my hair done. I didn't brush my teeth. I didn't have any makeup. on. You were like, looking the part of yes. uh, granola, hippie. Yeah, hippie. I almost colored my hair pink. I was undercover in mostly communist organizations. So I'm like, honeypot. Well, I'm flattered that, you you know, you think that. But here I am, you know, I just got ordained. And then this hit piece comes out and I'm like, devil, you're trying to ruin my reputation. Yeah. Like just when I start preaching. And so tell people what a honeypot is for those who don't know. Oh my gosh. So yeah, while I researched it, I had no idea what it meant. And I thought, yeah. oh, that's a nice little, you know, that's a nice little compliment. Uh-uh, it's not a compliment. Honeypot is when a woman or a man, I'm assuming it's mostly women, um, who will have sex with someone to set them up. Okay. Something like that, like to yeah. set people up using like their looks and sex. And I didn't even touch anyone on when I was working on a cover, let alone kiss them, let alone, you know what I mean? Anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. And and it's just, it's easy to judge because they think, okay, she's a cute girl. She must uh-huh. be. Like, no, I, most of the investigations were undercover. And then some of the investigations where I would do a follow-up meeting with someone, whether it be at lunch or something like that, I was never alone. It was always a public space. I have it all on camera. I always had a security guard behind me doing first of all b-roll so we always had two different angles of, of any video will have two angles it's kind of like cinematography it's really well done we, we do a good job thank you jesus but but also for my security for my safety so um you know some sometimes people will open up more when you're one-on-one so there were follow-up meetings with these people and all the all the videos that come out i mean it's a lot of it's one-on-one at a bar one-on-one here but it was always it was always a public setting i never really i never went to a bar it was more like a lunch or or a dinner or something but it was it was, um, I was, I was never alone. <laughs> it's all on video. So it's just salacious. And, and unfortunately I had some friends, Christian friends who believed it and mm. instantly like, didn't even call me. I was, That's I was going to be hard. It was really hurtful. Yeah. It was really, really hurtful. But yeah. Especially when news. people don't reference, they would rather listen to second source rather than if they know you even like, that's when it stings worse. It's like, yeah, it's like you should know my character now that I wouldn't do something like this. So. Yeah, and they're and they're fellow friends, but they're fellow friends. I'm like, you know, out there, you know, public, you know, Christians. And I'm like, I'm just so confused why you would believe the fake news that you talk about on YouTube, but you actually you don't believe them, but then you believe a story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it always take it to the Lord because there's so much nonsense out there. There's so much fake news on both sides, and yep. mostly obviously on the left side. But there's still fake news. And so just ask the Lord, Lord, is this true about this person? And there's there's Christians attacking Christians publicly. Take it to the Lord. You know, don't involve yourself in gossip. Don't involve yourself in, in something that, first of all, dividing the brethren. That's a seventh abomination. The Lord hates that, the Bible says in Psalms. Mm-hmm. He hates when brethren separate other brethren. Mm-hmm. And so don't be a part of it. Instantly cut off the gossip. Say, uh-uh, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear anymore in Jesus' name. I don't care if it's true. Honest to God. People telling you people text me they call me oh did you hear this about this bird did you hear this i if you know me you know this is what i i instantly go ah brother brother sister 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 i gotta stop you right there listen i don't want to hear anything more okay it takes two to gossip one has has the gossiping tongue and the other one has a gossiping ear 
And there's many in the Christian world that have a gossiping ear and that's also gossip. Amen. Mm -hmm. So I just say, I don't want to hear anymore. Just, just, I just tell me the name and I'll pray. That's all I need. Or just, just pray for them. I don't even need to know a name. I don't need to know. It's, if it's, if it's true, it's between them and the Lord. And if it's true, I don't want to jump on the gossip bandwagon. If it's true, I don't want to poop on them like the enemy's pooping on them. They're Christians. They're fellow Christians, yeah. brothers and sisters. So I just, I just going to pray for them. You don't have to just mm-hmm. say, hey, t- pray for my family. Pray for my sister. Pray for this one. Pray for-. I'll do that. And if God wants to tell me, he'll tell me. Otherwise, I don't involve yourself in gossip. I don't. Yeah. It's so vital. Yep. yep. It's, that's great advice. Yeah. So let's talk about your family's time in communist Russia because we're seeing a lot of a yeah. lot of traction in terms of socialism, which I call reskinned communism, um, and uh, you know Marxism and and all of those things. So I would love to hear your family's experience, stories of your family's experience in communist Russia. Yeah, well, I grew up hearing stories from my grandmother, stories passed down from my great grandparents to my parents. And basically, you know, commie, especially Lenin, he was ruthless. Ru- Lenin really ruled with an iron fist. And it was he would kill people, independent thinkers, doctors, priests. It was kind of I, I call it like a soft. It was like a soft attempt of the book of Revelation. Mm. Imagine someone coming in your home and saying, denounce jesus or we're going to kill you i mean that's what they were doing to many because that's what communism says there is no god yes it's an atheistic secular you know secular humanistic religion that's what it is and they can't stand christians because they're independent thinkers farmers are a problem for them that's why they went to the farms and my great 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 grandmother's farm they took out the crops and took the animals away people starved to death um, and that's what Lenin did. And Stalin copied him, did the same thing in, in Ukraine. And 10 million people starved to death in one year. Hitler copied them. He said, this is a brilliant idea. So when actually, when he went over to Russia again on my great grandmother's farm, he took off, he took the livestock. He commanded the, the, the fascists to take out the, the, the crops and the animals and kill all of them. And so my great grandmother, I found out, I found, I found this out a few years ago and I was blown away because I didn't realize she was a Christian. My mom ended up telling me the story and I was like, wow, my great grandmother was so bold and so a woman full of faith. Thank you, Jesus, by God's grace. And she was able to hide one cow in the woods when the when the Nazis came through and it totally saved the whole village. I mean, the whole village was living on the milk from this cow and and the cheese that they were making and all of that. So um, it sustained the whole village. And then. They were also guerrilla warriors that were Russians and they would hide and they would, you know, pounce on the Nazis when they were sleeping or if they were in a different, you know, separate group and they would, they would attack them, take their weapons, either kill them or, you know, prisoners of war. And one time the guerrilla warrior said, you guys all need to hide. They came to my great great grandmother's village and said, you guys all need to run. You need to hide in the woods. You need to run because they just lost a battle and they're pissed and they're killing everyone in sight. You guys need to trust me. You need to run. My great grandmother, my mom told me this, shared this with my mom when she was a kid that um, my great grandmother prayed straight up, said, God, do you want me to leave with my two daughters? Do you want me to leave? And she heard the Lord say, take your two daughters and leave. Hmm. She said, but Lord, I don't know how I'm going to survive, but I have faith that you're going to take care of us. So she took my grand, my grandma and, and her sister, and they ran in the woods and they survived by God's grace, came back a few months later. I think it was like actually six months later after things got a little better. 
she found out that sure, sure enough, the fascists came through. They put the entire village into a barn and lit it on fire. No. Oh. If, if my great grandmother didn't ask the Lord to leave, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. If she didn't have faith in God and leave her home, her com her comfort, you know, roof over her head, she I wouldn't be here right now. And so, so I always, you know, when, when especially when I when I when I'm when I'm able to share stories and be able to share this, especially on a public stage, even on YouTube, it's it's you have to know the Holy Spirit. If you don't know the Holy Spirit, you don't have an intimate relationship with God. You are not going to make it through the tough times that are ahead that the enemy has planned. You know, we're we, we're we're expecting a glory move of God. It's going to be awesome. This is the seven years of plenty before the seven years of famine. You know, so mm -hmm. when that famine comes around, if you don't know the Holy Spirit, if you haven't learned to hear His voice, you haven't learned when He's talking to you, you haven't learned to communicate and ask Him if you should do certain things. Listen, I ask the Lord when I get invited to different things, all different functions, all the time, different events, different conferences, different speaking engagements. I have turned down so many because I heard the Lord say no. Hmm. Stay home. I was like, okay, yeah. Lord. Amen. I want to do God's perfect will because I don't want to go anywhere, even if it's a good time, if God's not there. I'm not interested. I, I'm actually more of a homebody, so I'm happy to sit home and read my Bible. I'm happy to spend time with my mom and my animals and my friends and, you know, spend time with them. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's so important to hear the Holy Spirit because it, it just takes that one moment of disobeying him and being in such in a position where it's literally your life is on the line and you just made a big mistake. So you always want to ask the Lord. So someone is Rachel saying, Eve is saying war is terrible. It's terrible. I mean, there's so many stories I can share. Um, it, it wasn't easy, but let me tell you this. Everyone knows Lenin, but there's a, there's a very well-known communist that a lot of Christians and a lot of people on the right don't know. Look him up. His name is Antonio Gramsci. He was a very famous Italian common communist from the thirties. Mussolini hated him so much. I actually put him in prison. Wow. And Antonio Gramsci he inspired a lot of the Marxism nowadays. He inspired a lot of the communism nowadays, especially in America and around the world. See, what he said is Lenin ruled with an iron fist. Lenin believed being ruthless, right? And then re-educating everyone in school, which is what he did. Antonio said, uh-uh, you're not doing it the right way. He said, do it with softly. First, you infiltrate the schools and you infiltrate religions. You infiltrate all the different facets of a society you undermine what keeps them together, the society together, which in America, look, it's the Constitution, it's the Founding Fathers, right? So you undermine the Constitution, the Founding Fathers. In Italy, it's Rome, right? It's, it's, the, it's, it's the Vatican. It's, so you undermine what? You, you take control of, of, of the papacy, right? You become the Pope, and you completely dismantle that religion. It's very much pagan now, you know? They believe in abortion and all. Actually, now abortion, thank God. They're, they're, anyway, they're very, very Marxist politically. You know, you, you, you break down the foundations of a country while you are re-educating them in schools. And so you re-educate them first, and then they themselves will demand for revolution. Mm -hmm. So you have Lenin saying, no, have a revolution, then re-educate them. Where Antonio Gramsci said, uh-uh, you re-educate re them first, you infiltrate all their facets, you undermine everything that holds the society together, and then they will demand for revolution. So you have... Marxists on both sides. And we can wrap up with this because I actually have to go in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but this is this is interesting because every time, see, the devil understands that humans are secular beings, right? We're sentinel beings. So we have mm -hmm. emotions. So the devil loves to play with fear and anger. He can, can you can control a society with fear and anger. So what you do is you get a feminist society together and you say, you feminist, you know. The government is so bad to you. This is how we, this is the solution. The solution is always Marxism. 
right? You have, and this is what I, my friend calls him. He's a brilliant guy. My friend, Jimmy from Brooklyn, he's always on, um, you know, uh, what's his name? The um, Rudy Giuliani show. And he's a oh, very yeah. good guest. He's, he's brilliant, brilliant, com understands communism very well. He calls them homo Leninists, enviro Leninists, right? Environmentalists. The solution is what? More money, right? Marxism. <laughs> um, you have, you have, um, you know, you femo Leninists, you have all these, people, these different groups that the enemy, the Marxists are totally getting angry. And the solution is always more government Marxism. That's the, always the solution. Mm -hmm. It's always the constitution is bad. America's terrible. The solution is Marxism. And this happens in every single society. So they have all these emotionally triggered people. And the solution is always Marxism. It's so obvious that this is a communist agenda in this country it's going on for many, many decades. And Absolutely. Really, thankfully, we're very lucky and blessed. I don't say lucky, but we're very blessed. We are not where they are right now because I used to be deceived. I used to be one of those. So mm -hmm. we're very blessed to, to be awake. So we it's our job to wake the others up and lead them to Jesus. Yeah. Jesus and I'm reminded of, I know this is at least attributed to Albert Einstein, but it's that famous insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And it's it's really that. it, it It's always this, oh, no, this time it'll be different. No, this time it'll work. Those were those times were those weren't done right. I'm like, why are why is anybody thinking this is a good idea to even try it again? But it just goes to show Satan's deception and his, yes. you know, how he's doing that. And actually, stuff. if you don't mind, Jeff, I want to say one quick thing. Sure. Something the Lord showed me when I was undercover on this topic. When I infiltrated the communist organizations, DSA, Democratic Socialist of America, I infiltrated the the, the DC chapter, Washington, DC chapter. And they're all Marxists, right? I'm, I'm talking to a Stalinist. I'm talking to a Leninist. I'm talking to a Trotskyist, openly communist, right? They, in the meeting, we're, we're, we're communists here. We believe in different, different, different ways of ruling, but the same ultimate goal, communism. I have to tell you, the Lord really changed my heart because 95% of the people in that meeting, in those meetings, I should say, were all very nice people. You would never think that they're communists. You would never know. I mean, you can pinpoint the radicals in, in the room. You can feel the cold atmosphere around them. You can feel the demons around them. You can pinpoint the radicals, but most of them, 95% of them are just like, la la la. Oh, this sounds great. Really nice people. I'm telling you right now. I mean, some of them have purple hair. Some of them, a lot of them don't. And, and I just realized they they're, they're good people. I mean, only God is good, but you know what I mean? Like well-intentioned people, but with a terrible solution. Mm -hmm. And so my heart really changed when I was undercover because I, I always thought Democrats are my enemy. You know, I always thought communists are my enemy. They're my enemy. And the Lord showed me, no, Ephesians 6, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against yeah. principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. Our enemy is the demons around them. That's completely deceiving sure. their brain. Yeah. They're just so that experience humanized, humanized oh, them for you. Totally. And it's something yeah. I always share on the stage when I get a chance, really especially at reawakening is they are not our enemy. Yeah, we are so on. blessed we're not in their position. We are so blessed that we have God who's who's giving us more truth every single day. And if you don't have Jesus, you don't know the full truth. You know, Jesus is the mm -hmm. way, the truth, and the life. You know, there's just there's such a heart change because I, I realize that a lot of times we're very much bitter and angry on the right, just like as they are on the left. It's we're, we're, we're in God's eyes, we're both wrong. We're both wrong. If you're angry and unforgiving. So, and, and this is the last thing I'll say, you know, how many of you would Joe Biden would come in, would come up and give him a hug and say, I love you. Jesus loves you. Right. How many of you would Joe Biden would walk in that yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. you would actually respect him. Just like Daniel in the Bible respected a very ruthless mm -hmm. secular King. He actually called him. Oh, your majesty. 
Yes, your majesty, with respect. How many of us would be like, no, I'm not giving joy. No. Well, then you have bitterness in your heart. You have unforgiveness in your heart. And you're just as wrong as Joe (laughs) Biden in God's eyes. Right now, Lord, I repent for anger. I repent Mm. for bitterness. Lord, if I have such a love for Joe Biden, I pray for him. Mm. And it's not me that has the love. I mean, it's the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, Lord, I love Joe Biden. Pray for him. I pray for Nancy Pelosi. It wasn't easy when I first prayed. But the more you pray for someone that you actually hate, right? And and listen, if we're hate, that's not the Lord, right? So I had to like pray for them. The more I prayed for them, the more I realized, oh my gosh, they're just so deceived and they have no idea that hell is so real. I mean, I was there in a dream. It, it was it's so real. And so the more you pray for someone that you dislike or hate, the more you'll start feeling for them. You start having a love for them. And eventually you're broken off of that hatred. Because yeah. again, if you hate and bitter and you're angry and you're unforgiving, you're just as wrong as they are. Two yeah. sides of the same coin. Well, and and also even to, right, to add an, another layer to that really quick, yeah. the the whole thing with like, if you have a disagreement with a fellow Christian, one of the things, one of the first things I say when I'm talking to the Lord is I say, God, you are not on my side. You are not on yes. their side. We yes. are on your side. And so that is always the first thing that I do. Even when I don't feel like it, I say that. And I, I make myself just say it a couple of times and just sit there with it. Mm-hmm. And that really helps because- Man, that's how you're going to, especially when you have disagreements with a fellow Christian or you you don't approve of something they do or they don't approve of something I do. And, you know, yeah. is is always recognizing we're on the same. We're on your side. God. Yes. And so, yeah. And actually, if you read the book of Joshua, Joshua says, are you, are you on our side, Lord? And the Lord doesn't answer. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But he never said, yes, I'm on your side. You know, he said, I will never leave you. I will be with you like I was with Moses. But it's it, when the Lord looks at us, he doesn't say, oh, left, right. I'm with the right. No, he's like, I'm with all people who accept me. I'm with all people who will believe in me. He, like, when we see the left, it's like, oh, that's our enemy. It's not, but it's not. The enemy is not flesh and blood. The enemy is spirits. So he's with us, the human kind that he's created. He wants all of us to be saved. He wants all of us to realize the truth. He wants all of us to go to heaven. That's right. So it's, he doesn't have like sides, but of course he's closer with the people who absolutely love him, who know him as our father. He's, he, he never, he never leaves us even if we don't know him. Right. But especially when you know him, but you know, the Bible says that the Lord will not hear your prayers if you have iniquity in your heart. Mm -hmm. So if you have anger or hatred in your heart for Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi, he's not going to hear your prayers. (laughs) You actually have a sin in your heart. You need to repent and say, Jesus, forgive me. That's what the word of God says. It's a hard truth that many people don't want to talk about, but it's the truth. If you have iniquity, if you have anger against your ex-husband, if you have anger against your child that just spit on you and left the house, God won't hear your prayer. So Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, will we repent of any That's unforgiveness, right. any bitterness mm-hmm. against anybody, Lord, in our mm-hmm. family, our friends, Lord, even President Joe, resident Joe Biden, or, you know, President, <laughs> we, 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 Lord, we respect what position, even if they stole, Lord, it's, it's your, I don't want to say that on YouTube, but Lord, we, we respect, we bless everyone in yeah. Jesus name. We thank you, Lord. We just, we just, we don't want to have any sin in our heart, Lord God. We don't want to have any sin in our heart. So father, we just release it. We put it at your feet, father. We love them all. We want them all to be saved. We thank you for president Trump and everyone, Lord God, in Jesus name. We yes. love them all. We bless them all. Amen. Amen. Anna Kate, everybody. Oh, there she is. Can you uh, just tell people really quick where they can follow you? Um, sure. On YouTube, Anna Kate. Um, and on Twitter, Anna Kate. Instagram yeah. is real Anna Kate. I don't really ever use Instagram. I post maybe once every two weeks, once a month. I hate that platform. But anyway, um, but I know, you know, we, we try to reach people on all social media. So, but mm-hmm. Twitter is always the best one to reach me. Yeah, and there we go. And now yeah. Elon taking over Twitter. 
Yeah, and I have two T's in the YouTube one because my first YouTube channel was banned. Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah, well, the link is in the description, everybody. Go follow her. She's got great content and all that good stuff. Anna, seriously, thank you so much. Always so great having you on the show. So fun. And actually, I just made a video recently of how to spot an infiltrator. So Ooh. I'm starting to give more tips of from going undercover. I'm releasing more tips, and it's so fun. And awesome. it's really great things to, to be aware of in your just surrounding. Even as a Christian, you want to be aware of your surroundings. So, right. Jeff, always a pleasure. Always an honor. Yeah. Love you guys. Bless yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, you too. Everybody, that's our show. Have a great weekend. Have a just a wonderful rest of your Friday. Join us on Monday. We've got Krista J. Bullock back on Halloween. And you know we're going to talk about Halloween. So it's going to be great. Great show with her. Also, there's a donation link at the end, ElijahFire.com slash donate. donate. Thank you so much. All that goes towards making sure this stays free and five days a week. And also, a lot of it goes towards those water wells that we are digging in Uganda as well. So bless you guys. And we'll see you on Monday with Krista J. Bullock at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. God bless you guys. Bye. Bye, guys. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.